They got everything. Everything. Oh, boy. Raise energy. Drink for America. <laughs> and welcome. My name is Eddie, also known as Sweaty Eddie, yeah. from my main channel. And this is my official Sweatcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always think about doing a podcast for a long time. I always think of where I sleep. I always want to hop in this bandwagon. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to go out, but we will see. Oh, we're going to have a good time. Do it too, man. <laughs> Do it too. And the first guest, um, the guest uh, wasn't supposed to be on the first episode, but I have to... Well, sorry to disappoint y'all, but we weren't <laughs> supposed to be the first guest here. <laughs> it was it's supposed to be someone from the Navy, but I'm not going to spoil for you guys. But the two guests I bring in, they're a great friend of mine who helped me a lot lately. And, of course, he helped me on my birthday. Hey. So I appreciate you guys. Oh, yeah. We had a good time. We went to Top Golf, hit some golf balls, <laughs> or missed some golf balls. Yeah, I don't know who did missed, worse, oh, yeah, Eddie or Jacob here. <laughs> well, we did the best we could. We'll get into that later. <laughs> so here you guys are. It's Wesley and Jacob. These Wesley two, Ross here. Wesley Ross. Jacob Lefford. <laughs> These two guys are great friends back in their high school year, and they've been together for how long? Mm. No, we're not together. <laughs> my, great, my best friend. Yeah, well, we're yeah. best friends since about yeah, ninth grade. Yeah, a long time. Ninth grade, long probably. Well, it was 2009, so yeah, probably 12 years. A long time. How you guys met? Like, seriously, though. Oh, well, we, you know, we were we hated each other in middle school. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he was a jerk. Always kind of the bad kid. Got us in trouble. That's not true. Mean. <laughs> Wesley, uh, all I remember about Wesley is he's very loud. Uh, back in middle school, and I, I remember he dated Daredevil. Daredevil. <laughs> Shout out to Daredevil. <laughs> Appreciate that, Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> we went to elementary school together too. He taught Eagles for Eagles oh, really? Fly. Yeah. You, no, you not know. Jake. Me and Daredevil. Oh, yeah. I know Eddie. I'm a, I'm a Spring Place Tiger. I'm a South Ender. <laughs> well, I'm there in that Murray district. Well, I'm a Timberwolf. Woodland. Oh, Shout out. Ooh, See, Woodland. Eddie, we're old. Woodland didn't exist when we were in elementary well, school. I don't know what to say right there. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, you guys played football in middle school, right? Yeah, we yeah, did. I played, uh, played middle school football together. At Gladden? Or Bagley. Bag. Yeah, Come on, man. Bagley, Eddie. And, uh, we don't wear that. Then we played South high school football together here at North Murray. Left guard, um, left tackle. Left guard. We played beside each other for our last three years. Well, sure, George. So let me take this. Your first year is when... The high school been built? Yeah, or? so 2009, um, the school opens. We're not in the building. We're at the ninth grade academy over there across from Murray. Mm -hmm. The pre-K uh, building now. Yes, the pre-K building now. And um, we're in that. And, um, you know, it's a dump. I mean, it's it. But, <laughs> but, you know, I think we talked to a lot of people we went to high school with. Everybody says that's their favorite year. Because okay. we were so close to it. You know, we yeah. didn't have – now, I mean, the, the facilities are beautiful. It's gorgeous. If you haven't been to North Murray, you need to just drive by and check it out. It's a pretty you school should. in the state. Go nearest. It really Go is. Nearest. But, you know, we started out in a school that's probably a fourth of the size of it, and we only had two classes, a freshman and sophomore. So we really got to know everybody. When we would have breaks and stuff, everybody would hang out together. So it was really a good bonding time uh, that, that night. Our ninth grade year, then we had some 10th graders. But. You know, in that, um, uh, this building, you can go weeks and not see anybody. Um, exactly. The um, the ninth grade academy man, you saw everybody, everybody. all day because yeah, right. I mean you're in you're in two hallways is pretty much all. Like it's just ninth grade. That's ninth, we had ninth and ten. ten. Yeah, yeah. Ninth, ninth and ten, ten at that time. Yeah, there was no junior senior. No junior senior. No junior senior. That's a strange era. And yeah. then our and then the second year North Murray created, we were sophomores and all we had was freshman sophomore juniors no seniors and then finally our junior year we had a full four classes. Yeah. 
So we really never got the experience of being like true we were, it wasn't like we were freshmen in a school with seniors. I mean, we just had sophomores and we were all friendly with them. So. I gotcha. Like, I, yeah, it could be a rare experience, like going as a freshman mm -hmm. and no, like, senior to junior at all. Like, dang, dude. Yeah, like I think that was one thing with our football team. You know, we struggled. Our, we, we went five and five, I think, the first year. All we played was a JV schedule, so that doesn't really count. But our sophomore year, we went one and nine, junior went 0 and 10. Um, you know, finally put together our senior went five and five. We we were a game away from making the playoffs. Um, but I think that's one reason why was nobody really knew how to lead. You know, we didn't have, we never got to watch juniors and seniors in front of us lead. You know, we were we were expected to be that pretty much every year, and nobody really knew how. And so I think finally our senior year, we finally kind of stepped into it and slowly did. It was just a little bit too late. You know, we got a five and five season, first non losing season in school history. But mm -hmm. it was until you know Preston got here that we finally. Got our first winning and playoff season. Yeah, later I, I will I will bring Preston here mm. one day. Oh, that'll be fun. That that would be fun. Hey, coach, the North Mountain here, boss man, boss man in here. What about Bill? You think you get Bill on the podcast? Um, that's I, the DC. Y'all don't know Bill. He played for the UGA. Go dogs. Go dogs. He's like top ten on the all-time tackles, right? Yeah, he's, something, he's something good. Yeah. Oh my God, he's a stud. Yeah. And also crazy too. <laughs> He's crazy. We would tell the stories, but um, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Bill, Bill's a good Bill, dude. He is yeah, a good dude. He's, He's a good dude. He's a good, He's a good guy. Great dude. Great dude. So, uh, yeah, tell me, y'all like football team. Like, how's the coaches? Y'all years? Um, you know, inexperience is the word that I'll say, and I don't know that it was necessarily like a bad thing. I mean, I, I love, I love the coaches that we had, especially our first three years. We had Coach Cornelius and. He was a, a great guy and a great leader, but he had never been a head coach before. I think he was 28 years old whenever he took the job. It's crazy to think, it's crazy to think you know, he was nearly our age running an entire program. I couldn't imagine. And so, I mean, program. so there were definitely things I think that were lacking, but with him trying to build a whole new program, being, you know, 10 years older than the kids on the team, I mean, it was, it was a hard spot to be in. Uh, you know, funding wasn't too high back then because we just got the new school and stuff. So that was always something that we kind of struggled with, and had to figure out. Um, but I tell you, the one thing that I did love about that coaching staff was they all they all loved and cared about us. Um, one, my my cousin was offensive line coach Ross, and he he was always big on taking us out. We'd we'd go and uh, have dinner at their house. His wife would make us cookies. We'd go to Whitewater, Holly Creek. I mean, all there's a lot of camaraderie. Um, you know, and they and they loved us and cared about us. We just. Uh, we didn't finally make the the steps we need uh, needed, so we got Coach Gann in, and I think you played under Coach Gann yeah, for a little while. Yeah, I played one year. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't a fun year, freshman. Well, I'm starting to like get into it, but at the end of the season, like I'm starting to like dull him. Coach Gann was a good guy. He's he's a good guy. I'm not I'm not saying he's a bad guy. Like he gave me some good advice to it. Like he want me to do wrestling. Buddy, this is how David Gann talks. <laughs> wrestling. Buddy, I tell you what. It'll help you. It'll, <laughs> buddy, you want to be a football player, you wrestle. <laughs> I tell you, you wrestle. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Coach Gann. He's an awesome guy. And but, then, but he came our senior year, and that was when we went 5-5, five and five, and I think he just brought something new to the team, and I, I think he was needed. You know, I think he coached here for, you know, four years, right? Four years? And he yeah. got us to where I think we went five, five, four, and six, five, and five, four, and six. So I mean, he got us to where we were no longer going zero and nine or zero and ten and one and nine. Um, but you know, I think it was the same thing. I think he was he was there for that time and there to kind of 
get us one hurdle up, but it was time for us to go and get ready to start making the playoffs and winning regions and, and uh, stuff like that. I think that's you gotta learn. You gotta learn how to win. Yeah, yeah. you gotta learn how to win. It's, yeah. it's a process. It really is a mm-hmm. process. Like you're going to start off and losing. You're going to lose a couple of games, and then mm-hmm. the more you keep building, like processing. You get a lot better. You know, we're fortunate here. Uh, there's a lot of schools that are about the same age as us, like Cahulla and Sonorville, who have struggled to get off the ground, really, and have consistent success, whereas we have been able to kind of establish ourselves within the first 10 years of our existence and be playoffs year in, year out. And I think I think Preston and, and Bill and the group that was at CHS, and they decided to come over here, they – they really changed the culture, and everybody says that. I was here the first year that they were oh, yeah. here, were here uh, coaching, and, I mean, I remember talking to Jacob about it because he was filming for us that year, and I was like, man, it's just completely different. There's more organization. There's, You, you know, you don't get away with the stupid stuff. Exactly. When, when we played, literally there was a fight ever practice. Me and there was like one or two linebackers that there would there wouldn't go probably five plays went by that we weren't in a fist fight. I mean, literally every practice. and. They kind of got to where, you you know, you'll have scuffles because you fight with your brothers, but it's not a – I mean, it was re- literally offense versus defense we were here. We weren't really – we were a team, but we were like different factions on the team. And that's one thing that I think that changed the culture here was everybody buying in and kind of being a part of one team and not being offense versus defense or skill guys versus linemen or, or Eddie, whatever it was. We gave up 70 points one game. Ooh, and, uh, how'd that like? Well, we didn't play defense, and so – the next week, man, it, you know, just to show how a, you know, unorganized we were, man, we just could not get along. Like, what, you know, we just we would trash talk the defense, and they'd trash talk us, and it just wasn't. We get in a brawl, literally. Yeah, we just ten on ten, eleven on eleven, guys. I mean, it was, it was just it wasn't. It was a little dysfunctional, but but you know, at least we were. It meant something to us, you know. I mean, that's that was different from before, where we as you know we were used to just kind of getting our teeth kicked in week in week out. So exactly. And then when Coach Pope came in, yeah, what do you say? Change a lot in the program. It really helped me to like keep moving on to his sport. And it's weird. It's weird. Like you were my coach. Oh yeah. You were my coach, and Eddie, a good player. Oh, Eddie was a great. Ed, I tell you, here's the thing about Eddie. He's gonna give you all he had. You know, well, I mean, that. I'd love to have Eddie on my team. I, I mean, there were times where Eddie was gonna mess up a play, and there were times, you know, that. He might get in there and not be sure what to do, but you know, you could always count that he was gonna he's gonna give you his all when he's in the game. That's that's what you can control. Hard, you, know? you, you, can, you can control effort. You can't control everything else sometimes, but you can control effort. I was trash on offense. Well, <laughs> I was, Eddie, we don't care about I, I was I was a D line coach at first year though, so I didn't care what you did on offense. Yeah, offense Were you a D line coach? Me and Coach Patterson were the I was his assistant D line. I thought you were helping with Bagley. Mm-mm, no. I helped I mean I think I went down there with J V some and like ran the J V O line, but I was on the varsity side, I was uh, there with Heath, Coach Patterson, because mm-hmm. he was also a community coach and owns his own insurance yeah, business, own insurance. and so he wasn't always able to be there, so I would have to run the D-line when he couldn't make it. Oh, yeah. I, oh, my God. I don't remember that. It's, God. Mm. I wonder what he's doing. I guess he's, like, being a dad right now. He's got two kids now, yeah. Two he didn't kids. have any kids or anything, so it's true. different part of his life. Kids are rough. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. <laughs> Moving on, I guess. Um, you guys are big on political. Mm. And are we? Yeah, you really are. <laughs> you're you're helping with the secretary for Jody Heiss. Yeah. How uh, long that been going for? Well, I know you were helping with uh, David Perdue yeah. last year, and and that just I don't know what happened last year. 
I think that there were some inconsistencies and there, you know, with COVID came a lot of new ways that we had to figure things out and um, it put a lot of question marks and I think uh, everything wasn't ran the same way in each county. And I think that's the main reason the guy I'm working for now is running is just to make sure that we have consistency and that we can, you know, make sure that every county does things the same way and every county has the same structure and that, uh, you know, people, whether you're in South Georgia or North Georgia or Metro Atlanta, like you can trust the election process. And uh, I think I think that last election, I'm not saying it stolen, wasn't stolen, rigged, wasn't, I'm not, I'm not saying, all I'm saying is that there's a ton of people out there who don't trust what happened. Um, disclaimer, people, we're sharing our opinion. I, I don't care if you guys share your own opinion on, in the comment section, but please do not harass these guys. They're sharing their opinions. <laughs> okay, I, last time I share about this, these opinions, I get bark on so many times. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a volatile world it is for a politics. Volatile. Um, yeah. I, you know, I am, my opinion is it's a mess. It's a mess. Uh, <laughs> last year it's a mess. Get your rooms. Get your rooms. It's a mess. I'll put Marty. Yeah, Huggins we need Marty Huggins. Get your rooms. We need Marty Huggins <laughs> to come save us. I'll tell you, man, it's uh, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, you know, I used to be – it's kind of funny how it turns out because if you'd have told us 10 years ago, we'd have probably said we were going to be in opposite situations because I was the bigger political guy and Wesley was the bigger football guy. You're a teacher in U.S. history. Yeah, and, that, and, and Wesley wanted to be a teacher, and I was gung-ho about politics. But, man, you know, just – and I'm not going to name any names, but about <laughs> yeah. 2016 it started going downhill for me. And um, it's just – politics is something that I just – I've lost – is it Bobby Jindal? Bobby Jindal. I like, I like Bobby Jindal, man. No Bobby Jindal. You don't know who Bobby Jindal is, do you? He was a good governor, man. Bobby he he ran good. for uh, president back then. He was, yeah, he was a good guy. Probably 20th on the list of 21. Yeah. But um, I uh, I just don't have a huge passion for it anymore. I don't trust very many of them. I, um, you kind of, once you get in it, Eddie, and you start working in politics, uh, you know, this is not the case for everyone. There are yeah. there are some good apples out there. Um, but you start working in politics, and you kind of see these things and how they're done. And it just, it, it, it just kind of killed it for me. And just the way the country is now, there's no room for people. I, I consider myself in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't consider myself a Republican or a Democrat. Which is different. I probably used to consider myself more of a Republican, but I, I genuinely feel like I'm in the middle now. I um, I tend to vote one way more than the other, but exactly. But I'm the kind of guy, if especially on big national levels, I like to vote for the guy who I think is the best guy. Exactly. Who can I trust? Um, and that's that's really what's more important to me now than like political. Because I see the both sides of a lot of issues. Um, I think as you get older, you try to see, you, you just experience more. Like growing up, I was very conservative and I was very Republican because that's what my family was, that's what all my friends were. And I'm not saying that I'm not anymore, but as you know, you get older, you experience more, you see things in a different light. Now you go outside of your hometown and you, you know, deal with different kind of people, different cultures, different experiences, and it just changes your perspective. But I think what our what's wrong with our country now is there's no room for people in the middle. Yeah. People are getting drove out of the middle, and you're having to choose sides. It's, it's an us-against-them thing. And if you're not with us, you're against us. It's kind of just that. And it's both parties have done that. Uh, both parties are guilty of that. 
So I think, you know, that's kind of just – it's crazy because, you know, 10 years ago I would have thought I'd probably be working in politics and Wesley probably thought he'd be a teacher and here we are. I, I think what it does to you is it, it makes you do one or two things. I think that's kind of the trails we took is it makes you either want to get out of it and not ever really even look at it again and not keep up with it or it makes you want to dive in and go try to be the difference, you know. And, and I think both ways are respectable because it's, once you get to the – a certain point it is hard to be like man I'm going to keep doing this and working for people that I might not fully believe in or whatever or you can look at it and you can say well you know I'm going to go and try to find that guy that I do believe in and I'm going to go all in 100% and try to 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 be the change but I mean it's almost like he said about there's no room in the middle between left and right there's really no room in the middle between that either I mean there's not a lot of people out there that are just kind of care about politics I feel like most people nowadays either don't want it to be on TV and don't want to look at it because it's just sickening and it gets on their nerves and then there's a lot of people who want to be all in and they're going to you know go on these trips to to DC and they're going to you know protest and they're going to you know give money and, and all that and it, I think it's really, I mean, just everything about politics is, is very polarizing nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, Jacob chose to kind of get out of it and, and focus more of his energy on, on football and, and on the history side. And uh, Best decision I've ever made, too. By yeah, far. and decided to do that. And, and, you know, and I decided to get involved and be on campaigns and go to the official side and go back and forth and kind of do that. And I don't think there's a right or wrong step. Um, I think if you ask both of us, there's – always a chance down the road that maybe I end up going back to teaching and I could see 10 years down the road if some things change or a certain person ran for an office, Jacob might consider getting back in the political realm. But I think right now we're both pretty content where we're at. Well, if we can't stop anybody, I might be looking for a job. <laughs> I might have to go back. But, you know, I, Eddie, I almost, took, I almost moved to Ohio. Oh, really? I uh, got offered a job working on a specific campaign. I won't say which. Um, but working in Ohio, said so I was, you know, I was looking at apartments in Cleveland and was, you know, pretty close. I mean, I was nearly about to put a down payment on one. And then uh, the the cool thing about it is, is you know, I, you know, I thought about it and I just I couldn't, I didn't feel good about it. Uh, really, the main reason was because the candidate I was just somebody I didn't I didn't believe in at all. Um, so I, I just I couldn't. I couldn't do that. I couldn't pick up and move my life away. And, you know, I was nervous about it because this was kind of my second job opportunity that had came my way mm-hmm. that I just wasn't going to work out in that world. So I was just really stressed about what I was doing. I was working in insurance at that time, but I needed to get a, you know, uh, I, need, I knew that wasn't going to be my career either. So I had to figure something out. And then, you know, about three days after I decided not to take the job in Ohio, Dr. Bradley called me and set up the interview. And I, that week I got hired here. So oh, that's great. So yeah, yeah, it all worked out. He's really, yeah, that really worked out. Yeah. And then you help out with the team, with the camera, with all that. Yep. That's pretty awesome. So what about you, Eddie? What, how do you feel about politics? I just, look, like, I'm not a political guys. Like, I'm not the type of guy who talk about political, all that stuff. I just... I'm just a guy who to have fun. All that, just living <laughs> normal life. Hey, Eddie's a libertarian. Yeah. Just this is like Yeah. But yeah, I'm supporting whoever my friend like supporting like. You vote for Jody for me, ain't you? Yeah, I vote. Oh, yeah. I vote for I vote for Jody. He came to practice the other day. Yeah, he came for practice. I'm surprised yeah. he that's short. Yeah. <laughs> 
I didn't see any picture of him at all. Well, I did see one, and God, he's small. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jody, but but he looks athletic. Is what he does. I mean, I he played bad. he played high school football, man. Oh, he definitely he definitely be athletic. Oh, I mean, he looks like he's yeah. in better shape than me and you and probably Jake about three. I mean, he's well, speak for yourself. Yeah, I try to ask Jake to go back in the gym. <laughs> no, I ain't going to the gym, man. Yeah. Gym days are over. Yeah. You're getting old. <laughs> I'm getting married. I look how I look, man. <laughs> I try to convince Jacob all the time to go back in the gym. Even even one of my buddies trying to convince him back. Well, he actually took you back in the gym. And Who was this? John. Siebel? Mm-hmm. Shout out John Siebel. If you love it, say Canes. Hang <laughs> um, on somewhere. Go on somewhere, John. <laughs> but, um, I, hey, listen to this. Let, let me get off subject. I hope, John, I hope you tune into this because I just want to say I texted him. A couple weeks. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm gonna pull it up right here. And I, you know, I, mean, good I, for us oh, I can I can hold a grudge a little bit. So I just wanna I'm gonna put him on blast a little bit. I said, Miss you, buddy. Hope you're liking Cartersville. And I sent that to him. And no I didn't I didn't get a reply. No, no reply. reply. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I wow. just, just John, come on, man. Come on, John. But I, you know, I did go work out with Seabold a couple times. I saw you at the gym. I saw, yeah. I went with uh, him and uh, Coach Kaiser. We went to the gym. Uh, kind of, I think it was during the winter time. This was maybe while we were virtual at school. Yeah. And so we would all go after school. I uh, didn't have football or anything. And we'd go after he, school. He came home griping every time. He did. <laughs> I hate working out. I hate working out. Here's the thing. Oh, come on. No, it's just terrible. What I do you mean, mean? Here's the thing. I would have been a better football player if I'd have took the weight room seriously, but I hated it. I hated it. Any of you kids watching though, you better take the weight room seriously. <laughs> but I, but I regret it because I would have been a lot better football player if I took the weight room seriously. But I hate working out. I just there's nothing about it that's attractive to me. I mean, like I, I don't, I don't like just do nothing. I mean, I, I I'm, I hike a lot and stuff. Like yeah, when it's not a thousand degrees outside. Got that cardio calves. Yeah, shout out to my cardio calves. But um, <laughs> I, you know, I just working out, lifting weights does nothing for me. It, it just. Uh, a lot of people go to a gym just for like therapy session. Therapy. You know? Just to get your mind out, you know? Yeah. I used to do that. I used to play tennis a lot. Oh, is that your therapy session? Yeah. I could clear my mind when I play tennis. Now it's golf. golf. But usually it's because I forget about all my worldly problems and just focus on how bad my golf game is, and it just takes over. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I take my anger from one place to. Oh my God. I need to go back playing golf. Yeah. Oh my did you, god! Did you did you have fun? I, I didn't play. You didn't hit any. I didn't, you didn't, you didn't hit any balls. No. Well, you any well, I went ball. to the range. I went to the range a couple of times. How did, how did, you, did you get better? I is it we'll go hit some golf balls one day. But have you seen Eddie hit a golf ball? No. You you saw me last time Top Golf. Top Golf. Yeah. <laughs> I missed eleven in a row, Eddie. But I was. Plus you can drink. <laughs> you can drink our drink right here. Raise energy. CAA aminos, <laughs> electrolytes, no crash, zero sugar. Focus, recover, energy, stamina, hydration, zero sugar, zero carbs, artificial flavors. Got a little Statue of Liberty right here. Go to Sweatin. S W E A T I N. Like sweaty that Eddie to go. get a fifteen percent off discount. Sweatin? It's sweating. Sweating. Like S W E A T I N. T E D. Or sweat. Sweated. S W E A T E D. All right, sweated. I messed it up the whole first time. Sweated. I'm gonna give it to you one more time. Sweated. S W E A T E D. Sweat Ed like Eddie. Yeah. Sweat Ed. Put that in for fifteen percent off discount. B C A A Aminos. 
nothing in this besides for sodium and potassium it looks like and What's the calorie count? None. Zero, zero calories, calories man zero, zero calories. calories get your raise apollo zero sugar drink man. like eddie that's that'd be good if you're on weight watchers right there mm. good for going to work of course every time i wake up i always think one of these oh yeah well i drink coffee oh. Oh, there's men and there's boys I know Chavis drink not coffee. <laughs> Shout out, Chavis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, next question. Well, let's talk about how pandemic life last year. Ooh. The blur is what it is. Such it, a blur. It went by, man. You 2020. Know, so, you know, we, we talk all the time about how it feels like sometimes it's, that whole year was like two months. And sometimes it feels like it, it was, was two years. Yeah, I mean, it was it was something else. And we all, so I – Y'all that don't know, uh, I bought a house a couple years ago and got Jacob and my sister and one of our other friends. We all moved in together. It's a four-bedroom place. So right is right before COVID. Yeah, and we bought. I bought it in November, so we all moved in really like December and you know 2020 hit February March. We were in our house for six months straight almost. So it was a uh, it was a different experience for us for sure because we were all literally with each other. I mean, I don't. There's probably three or four times we all had to go get COVID tested together, and uh, you know making food at home so i mean there was a lot of there was a lot of anger a lot of fights a lot of love a lot of <laughs> a lot of tv a lot of hate i mean there was uh you know you, you don't realize how much uh, you miss getting out and seeing different people than whenever you're stuck in the house with the same four people for three months straight so what's the what the longest time of your quarantine like well, I had COVID. I had COVID, so I had to. I stayed in the house, did not leave. I mean, I would. One day, me and my roommate Aaron, shout out Aaron. Um, Aaron's Aaron loves your TikToks, by the way. Aaron's gonna listen oh, to really? this. We'll make her. But Aaron and I talk about your TikToks often. Um, she loves them. But anyways, one time we got out while we had COVID and went to uh, uh, Carter's Lake and just walked around the the top of the dam up there because. We were going to lose our minds, but I had to be in that house for ten straight days. Ten I didn't leave for ten days. Yeah, um, that's like two weeks, right? Yeah, very yeah. nearly, very nearly, and uh, had to miss a football game. It was terrible. Listen to it on my back porch. Oh my god! But even I mean, even outside of that, so I was working for the governor's office at the time. So we had kind of you know talked, and I was warning, started going out, and you know I was hearing this stuff that it was about to happen. So I remember the day, like literally, I think it was a week before the school shut down. I called all of our roommates and said, hey, like, I'm going to the grocery store. I'm picking up a couple hundred dollars worth of groceries. Like, I think we're going to really be in our house. And I think all of them thought I was a little bit crazy, but they went along with them. We got it. And I don't think it was that week, but I think the week following is literally when everything shut down. So, um, you know, it, it was it was definitely a uh, a time that I don't think anybody will ever forget. Hmm. That um, would be in the history book. And I hope we don't, well, I hope we don't hit it again. You know, it looks like – I mean, they're they're saying that there's you know another strand and stuff, but you know I, I do think that uh, herd immunity is starting to build up. I think that uh, a lot of people are getting vaccines. I think that um, you know especially the people who need it, the older elderly people that you know it'll it'll really affect. Lifelong, uh, I've gotten vaccines, um, and I, I think it'll be interesting on how much different this is from the first wave compared to like a flu or a cold. I think that. Um, I, I don't know how it's going to be. I think that it'll be interesting to look back here in a year and kind of see what the difference is. 2020, whew. God, is stressful and too much. Yeah. World War Three, Kobe. Pandemic. Kobe, forgot about Kobe. Kobe. Um, World War Three. Any? did we have a war that I missed? 
Well, there's some there's so many memes like on social media, like oh, people being drafted. Oh for yeah. The war. Like, yeah. Everything. I who, like, I don't know if I get this wrong, like China or something. I don't know. Well, I hope we're not going to war. <laughs> it was, it was last year. Well, I don't know. Now with Afghanistan, that might be the oh, only God, option. But I don't yeah. know that Biden's going to do Afghanistan. Anyways. Ooh. But that's awful. Yeah. All I'm going to say is if you've seen some of those videos and you've seen some stuff that's happened, I mean, that's awful. Definitely keep Afghanistan and, and the families and children and women there in your mm-hmm. prayers. I mean, it's... Exactly. Yeah, it's a terrible situation. It's, it's, it's a terrible situation. Time. And Kobe, God, dude. Rip to Kobe. I was playing in a men's league basketball game the day he passed. Jake was there, I think, watching. Oh, us. I know. That's how it was. Friend. It was halftime. And I saw it. And I saw. I showed everybody in the gym. Everybody was telling. I mean, I was. We were literally playing it. Like our team saw it. And like we were all. I mean, we're like, man. Eddie, let me let, let me go off script here and ask you a question. Who do you think the greatest basketball player of all time is? Kobe. Kobe. You think Kobe's the goat? You don't think MJ's the goat? Well, yeah, MJ. Definitely. Well, you can't say well, yeah, if you just say Kobe. But I'm, I've been like more attention to Kobe. Well, yeah, he's like, more of your lifetime. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Kobe's I, better than LeBron. I don't like LeBron. Uh, like, I mean, LeBron's got to go and play on team and and get all the all the stars, and he still. How many's he won? Two, three, three. I mean, Kobe won five. Kobe and MJ, MJ never six. went to somebody else's team to win a championship like exactly. LeBron has done yeah. twice now. Now, I do respect LeBron when he did in Cleveland, going back to Cleveland, winning that ring. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was cool. But then he just jumped ship again and went straight to yeah. Los Angeles. To and make- then he went and joined the Toon Squad. Now he's on the Toon Squad. I mean, Toon Squad, man. Space, space, man. <laughs> space Jam. Team. I mean, I could win with Bugs Bunny on my team. <laughs> yeah, well, Lola or Layla or whatever watched- the bunny's name is, she's their best player. I, watched up, I, watched I have not movie. watched the second one. <laughs> I have. It, was, it was pretty good. I've not watched I don't it. Give I don't want to give any uh, money to LeBron James. It wasn't as good as the first one, though. Eh, yeah, it's just too much CGI. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, CGI. CGI. Computer-generated animation. Uh, that'd be CGA. CGA. <laughs> something like that. It's like it's, it's animated. It's animated. Animatronics or something like that. Like I don't know. the character in reality. Oh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, Space Jam 2 is the right movie, but I'd rather say Space Jam 1 is the greatest movie of all time. Of all time. <laughs> of all time. Jordan's the go. Jordan is the that's a That's a bold statement. All right, all right, here we go. He thinks that Space Jam is the greatest movie of all time. Lev, what, what do you guys say? Give us, give us one. What's the greatest movie of all time? Oh, no. Oh. We're talking about movies. Forrest okay. Gump. Easy. <laughs> Forrest Gump. That's Forrest. exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, Forrest Gump. I mean, <laughs> it, it brings in so much history. and I will save you the teacher talk about it, but it's got a lot of symbolism, a lot of really interesting stuff in it if you look at it very closely, too. Great message. <laughs> Everybody's going to hate me for this. I never watched Forrest Gump. You need to. That is good. Grow up. Shut up. Why have you not seen Forrest Gump? I don't know. It's just... Eddie, everybody needs their Jenny. <laughs> you need to watch Forrest Gump. Now, Jenny. I will say this about Jenny. Jenny was awful to Forrest Jenny. in that movie. That was terrible how she treated him. She used him the whole He's movie. just awful. She used him the whole movie. And I've never been a fan of Jenny, and I think Forrest deserved better. But, anyways. Oh, he loves some Dr. Pepper, though. He did. I'll tell you that. Right, maybe about 23 <laughs> Dr. Peppers. Now there's 23 flavors in it. I always was. That's why really? he said that. Is that the truth? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. Okay. That's why Alex Bowman back in the day drove the number 23 Dr. Pepper car, too. That makes sense. No. Yeah. We weren't big Bowman fans. We used to play NASCAR, Eddie, on the Xbox. Are you a NASCAR fan, Eddie? Uh, 
You ever watched NASCAR? Can you name five NASCAR drivers? Then you're not an astronaut. Well, I know Patrick. That's all I know. Patrick. Danica. Danica. Yeah. You think she's pretty, don't you? That's why you like, Danica, you think she's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go Chase. <laughs> Chase. You know, Awesome Bill from Dawsonville. Yeah, Chase Elliott. He's from right down the road. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Go to the pool room. Shout out to the pool room. They've, they've always been good to my candidates. We've come over there a couple times. Uh, but there's a pool room. They did a whole parade through Dawsonville after Chase won the championship last year. Let's just go back. And, yeah, let's go back to your list. We're on NASCAR. Let's just go back in the 2020 situation. And also the Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. George Floyd, R.I.P. George Floyd. And what do you guys take on that point at, after you see the video? And a lot of riot been happening and protests. It just makes you sad. It makes you sad for where our country is. Um, you know. What happened in that video? Inexcusable. Um, you know, the guy deserved to go to jail, and he deserved to go to jail for and a long time. Um, you don't have to kneel on anyone's throat, I don't think, to subdue them, and I think that was all um, spoken about in the trial and stuff. It's just it was it was excessive force. Um, but I will say this. Um, I don't think that, you know, police in our country are genuinely bad. I no. think they are... Um, I think that, you know, there's bad seeds in every profession. There's bad teachers. There's bad coaches. There's people who ruin it for everybody. Um, but that was certainly a terrible situation. And it's certainly you understand why people feel the way they feel. You know, I'm a history teacher. Um, and I, have you know, you know, you look at the history of how African-Americans have been treated throughout yeah. the course of history and really just minorities in general in a lot of cases. You know, we were bad to Chinese immigrants, Japanese immigrants. Um, we've been, you know, you know, it's just – it, it, it's sad, but, you know, I think one thing that our country has always tried to do is, you know, we, we when we really need to, we come together. And I think we're at a crossroads where we really need to find a way to bridge those divides, to bridge those gaps. You know, I think, I think racism certainly exists in our country. Um, and like I always say, man, I wish that our country operated like a football locker room. I mean, because, you, you know, in a football locker room, we got kids who are all different races. We have kids who come from rich families, poor families. We have kids who have great home lives, kids who have bad home lives. But it, none of that matters, you know, when you're, the, when you're here, man. You're, we're all one. We all love each other. We all take care of each other. And that's how the world should be. You know, we shouldn't see those differences in each other. We should, we're all Americans. Um, we're all citizens of the world. Um, we're all part of, you know, creation. We all have a role, and we should just do a better job of reaching out, understanding, you know, why do you feel this way? Why do I feel this way? Where do you see it from? Where do I see it from? What's your shared experience versus mine? How can we better understand each other? That's that's what we got to do. For real. So it was, but it, it was a terrible situation. It was it a terrible, was terrible, a terrible situation. situation. Yeah, I got my my take on just almost everything Jacob said right there is, is just there's just no room for hate, man. And I think that's something we've got too much of in the world from all sides, left, right, every race every gender, every, everything in between, there's just a lot of hate. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, uh, you know, I mean, I guess me being a Christian, I like to believe that, you know, Jesus said to, to love each other and to love your neighbor and to, mm-hmm. and to treat them with the respect that you want to be treated with and to take care of them. And, uh, and I think that's what we got to get back to. I think that we got to get back to, you know, whether you're a Christian or not, I think those values are something that, that this country was founded on. And I think it was founded on, you know, loving and taking care of your neighbor. I mean, when we came over here from 
overseas people didn't say oh you live beside me i'm not going to help take care of you you know they, they formed communities and they they help protect each other and they help make sure that everybody was fed and clothed and and that that's what we get it back to we get back to the to the church and to and to community um you know everything's going so virtual there's not a lot of that human touch and, and i think that lets people withdraw from the situation and be keyboard heroes and get out there oh, yeah. and just and just spew hate and that's the difference he's exactly right yeah that's spot on the, the reason there's so much hate in the world today is because of social media yeah because you can hide behind a keyboard and say whatever you want things that if you said in the real world you get your teeth knocked in now or you look at somebody and you see how it affects them I yeah mean, that's exactly i mean right. how are you going to look at, at at a mom mm-hmm. you know who who just lost her son whether you know who, who was a police officer yeah. and say police officers are all bad or somebody lost their son to a police officer i mean if you have to look at that person in the eyes and you have to be in that community and you have to see how they hurt no matter what the situation was oh, yeah. there just wouldn't be as much yeah, you hate just, out there just think you know that keyboards uh it's your shield these days you just gotta get that i mean everybody's gotta get that hate out man i mean it's just once our country gets back to loving each other and being like we're all americans and we need to take care of each other and not dependent on the government or not dependent on anything else and we literally just take it upon ourselves and say hey let's be a community i think that's when things start getting better but until we do that until we start having some of that love again all the way around um you know i think we're in for a rough few more years i think we got to turn back to those in my opinion christian values but like i said if you're not religious then even just the values this country is founded on and uh really turn back to that to, to kind of bridge a lot of these gaps Deep. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Eddie. We got we got deep on you there. We're we're passionate about hey, some of these. It could be funny. It could be it could be funny. It could be deep. Look, you get all you you can you you never know what you're gonna get on the sweat cast. All right. You never <laughs> it, know what you're gonna get. Yes, this podcast could be anything. But again, we're all we're all the same. We're all came out with a different color, but we all bleed the same. Mm-hmm. And we all have to. Be we all bleed red. Oh, like no, red. red. What do we what do we bleed? Red. No. Black and gold, baby. Black and gold till we're dead and cold, right? But yeah, we all got to get on love, get on positivity, all the people mm-hmm. who are going through all the situation and all that. And of course, the people being mistreated, make sure mm-hmm. you have others to help you out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Take care. Of, take care of your brothers. I mean, that's what we tell the football team. But in the same aspect, take care of your community. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to show your love. Don't be afraid to show Don't your love. Don't be afraid. It doesn't matter if you're brown, white, black, Chinese, Muslim. Like Everybody's cares. everybody, baby. Y'all be friends. That's dang right. <laughs> All righty. Let's go back to the fun part. Yeah. Fantasy football. Yeah. We got to pull it up right here, baby. Draft, baby. We got oh, – You know me here. I'll, so our coaches had a draft. Right. Yes. So we just finished it up. We had ten of us in it. Uh, coaches. We have our chaplain in it, and then Coach Pogue's son, Preston. So eight coaches. <laughs> uh, Coach Pogue's son, and then our chaplain. And uh, at, here's the the first power rankings came out, and we've got our chaplain Corbin Albertson number got, one. Well, you know, he has an unfair advantage with the Lord being. <laughs> we also had the he number one the pick. Lord. He got he McCaffrey. If you get McCaffrey, I mean, that's going to set you up pretty well as long as he stays healthy. Seconds, uh, the new line coach, Team Roberts. Uh, Projected to go second. Number three is COVID quarantine right here with Mr. Jacob Ledford. I'm number four, the big show. Uh, number five is the head coach man himself with Pack Power. Uh, six is Lights Camara Action, which is Coach Rosser. 
Uh, seven, we got the average Joes, which is PJ, PJ Preston's son. Mm-hmm. Number eight, we got Sweaty Eddie oh, here, Eddie. number eight. Bottom tier. Hey, it's okay. Yeah. Last year, I think he was nine, and he ended up finishing like fifth or sixth. Eddie, so, Eddie, he's eight, Eddie. so maybe he'll he'll grow on up here get I, third or fourth. I learned a lot of lessons for last year. Learned a lot of lessons. Was he first year playing fantasy football? Uh, no, it was my second year. Second year. So, yeah, hey, you know, you have a two-year slump. That's what they say, right? Your second year's normally a slump. So, hopefully it's not for Herbert, though. Big turbo. Third time's a charm. Uh, and then we got uh, Central Swamp Rats, which is the defending champs, Coach. Rainey's team mm-hmm. coming in ninth, and then tenth is Trego La Flama Blanca. Mr. Three quarterbacks, and <laughs> three tight ends. And I mean, tight. just awful. He he <laughs> promised. <laughs> I mean, it is. He promised us that he was going to pick Tom Brady. Nothing's going to happen. I'm going to pick Tom Brady uh, with the first pick. Got in there, got cold feet. Picked Derek Henry, which is a better pick. But you know, don't don't come in saying you're going to do something. Else. If, if you say you're going to do something, what should you do? You should do it. You but you know, it. you look at his starters. His starters aren't bad, but he cannot have a deep bench I wouldn't think man he used so many bad picks I mean I got it right here hold on we'll go back here to the ESPN we got any questions about the fantasy or we just want to kind of give everybody a general update here like like the first week I got Pope right now oh yeah I got it right here here we go I got I got it up you're projected so right here coach Pogue's supposed to get 124 and you're supposed to get 120 uh, he's got the – you got the advantage at quarterback with Patty Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers. He's got the advantage with Jonathan Taylor over Aaron Jones, which I don't Ooh. think I agree with that. I don't think I like Aaron Jones better. Uh, he's got Mixon, but you got the advantage with David Montgomery. He's got Terry McLaurin, and you have Mike Evans. Good Mike Evans a good player. Uh, he has Julio and Travis Kelsey who are thing, better than Deontay and Julio Thomas. Though, is there's a 50-50 chance Julio doesn't play. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, he's, we're low on Julio. He left the Falcons, didn't want to be a part of the team. We didn't want to be a part of it either, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and then you got the kicker advantage with Justin Tucker compared to Zerla. I mean, how are you feeling about that matchup, Eddie? Um, you know, we just had to wait because, you know, Eddie don't want to make no premature projections. I, he just like last year. My, last year I got too many, so many, so many injury and not a lot of catches. Well, let's make our picks. How about that? Why don't we make a pick on who we think is going to win every one of these games right here? So, right. sweaty Eddie versus Pack Power. We'll start down here with Led. We'll, we'll end up with Eddie since he's in it. Uh. So, so who am I picking here between Coach Pogue and Eddie? Yeah, the two up there right there on the screen. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'll go uh, Eddie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with old ball coach. I'm gonna go with Coach Pogue. I just Eddie, I believe in you long term, but I think Coach Pogue. It just looks like his check marks are in better spots here for me. Although they're five and five, I I just I think I like Coach Pogue's receivers a little bit better. I think I just. Uh, I'm getting a phone call from somebody in Columbus, Georgia. I wouldn't answer that. Uh, if you're in Columbus, Georgia, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with old ball coach Eddie. You think you're gonna win? You think Coach Poe? Uh, it could, it could be. Uh, you gotta make a pick. Close. It could be close. You gotta make a pick. Well, me. Right. Well, <laughs> I want to win. You go, Eddie. Pick yourself. All right, we got the second game of the season. We got last year's number ten right. with Trago, and we got last year's number one with Cody Rainey. <laughs> So it shows that Trey is projected to win 114 to 109. What? Uh, yeah, he's, it, it does show that. I'm not lying. I'm going to go with Kyle. Oh, man, I ain't going to go with Kyle. There ain't no way you go with Kyle. I, I won't lie. On paper right here, just who he's got in, Kyle, I think, looks like he may have a little bit of a better team. I love you, Coach Randy. I respect the heck out of you, but your fantasy team's garbage. I'm looking at it right here. I just uh... – I think I think if you go to I'm gonna go to this, I'm gonna look at his bench right here. I think he's probably got some people on his bench you can plug in. Let's see. 
Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> well, but look, he's got he's got Deshaun Watson. Deshaun ends up playing. I don't know if he will, but if he does, he's got Devontae Smith here. He doesn't have in. That'll bump him up a couple points. Um, you know, I mean, Cody, you could have done better, man. I won't lie to you. Maybe, but maybe you surprised us. But I, I do think you're. I mean, Baker's your quarterback. That's oh, terrible. Starting quarterback. I thought you were gonna pick a. Ben from Steelers. Yeah, I thought he'd pick Big Ben. I get he's, by, he's a Steeler fan. He probably realized the Steelers are horrible. All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna go now to team. Oh, we didn't make oh, our we pick. Did, we didn't uh, yeah, well, he he said Trago. I I said I said Trago too, and I, I I'm I'm lying. I Trago, I'm picking against you. Me and you just don't <laughs> see the eye to eye on most things. I like Cody a little bit better. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Cody. <laughs> Cody, come on now, come on now, pull it out for me, man. Oh my God. Uh, who you think, Cody? I'm gonna take. What? I, 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 yeah. you know, oh. I got to go with Kyle for this Ooh, one. Ooh, so we got two Kyles, one Cody. Cody, come on, baby. Pull it out for me. Come on, Ramhurst Ramblers. We'll go PJ on this one. He's we got Team Roberts versus PJ. It's hard Coach to Roberts. go against the GOAT, Ooh. Tom Brady. Tom. <laughs> so we got, we got Tom Brady. Uh, so here's PJ's team just real fast. Tom Brady, Saquon Barkley, Chase Edmonds, Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen, George Kittle, Tyler Lockett, the Colts defense, and Jason Myers, the Seattle kicker. You, I have never heard of Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds? Oh, he's he was the backup back from last year. I think he's supposed to be the lead back this year behind or and Connor's his backup. Uh and then Coach Roberts has Russell Wilson, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Calvin Ridley, Adam Thielen, TJ Hawkinson, JK Dobbins, Patriots D and Tyler Bass as kicker. Um I'm gonna have to go with Team Roberts. I think that I think Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Calvin Ridley, Adam Thielen. I don't know if there's a better four in the league, just to be honest. And, and he got Russ real late. Um, you know, Russ is almost get 18 points. But tell you what, man, Russell Westbrook – or huh, Russell Westbrook playing for the Lakers now. <laughs> Russell Wilson comes out every year, man, and just has 25 points a game. I'm going P.J. I'm going with I'm going with Coach Roberts. Yeah, I'm going to PJ. PJ, yeah, well, we knew Eddie. Well, That's his quarterback, whatever. <laughs> All right, we got COVID quarantine. Mr. Jacob Ledford here in Lights Camera Action, which is Chris Ross or COVID quarantine. Jacob has Jalen Hurts at QB, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, DeAndre Swift, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Darren Waller, go Jackets. Robbie Anderson, the Ravens defense, and Matt Prater, where on the other hand, uh, Lights, Camara, Action, Chris Rosser has Kyler Murray, Alvin Kamara, Chris Carson, DeAndre Hopkins, DJ Moore, Mark Andrews, Chase Claypool, Buccaneers defense, and Harrison Buck Kicker, which is also a jacket. Go Jackets. Uh, has Lights, Camara, Action to win by about two points with 122. Jacob's going to have somewhere between 120 and 121. I'm going to pick myself. You said 50-50. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I hear that. I hear yourself, but I'm really high. I'm telling you, I'm high on Kyler. How on Kamara and I'm a high on Hopkins. I mean, just look here. But you, look who Jalen Hurts is playing week one. That's 30 points. Atlanta, right there. Atlanta, yeah. But you got Kyler Murray versus Tennessee, man. I mean, Tennessee doesn't have the greatest defense. And Kyler Murray, guy, Kyler Murray's my dude. I'm going to tell you who's going to be the most disappointing player this year is going to be Alvin Kamara. I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, – Led, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with you. I like Tyreek Hill. I like Darren Waller. Uh, I think you're very outmanned at the quarterback position, but I think everybody you else will think pick it up for Anytime he does anything good, I'm going to get a point down here. If I yeah. score touchdowns, I'm going to get some points down yeah. here with a kicker. So, get yeah, I think I think it's going to be close. I'm going to give it to you just because I like you. But I, I think – Coming for you, Rosser. <laughs> Coming for you. Eddie, you got Rosser you got Led? I got to go with Led. Sorry, Rosser. Rosser, you're the first, Rosser, I think, 0-3, man. Nobody hey. – Nobody yeah, you're you favored to win. <laughs> All 
All right, and then we have uh, the unpardonable wins, which is our chaplain, Corbin Albertson, supposed to be the preseason number one versus me, the big show. I finished second last year. I'm projected to win 121 to 117. Ross, there we go. All right, yeah. I mean, so my team's Justin Herbert, Antonio Gibson, Miles Sanders, Devontae Adams, AJ Brown, Tyler Higby, uh, Darrell Henderson Jr., the Rams defense, and Young Hoku. And he has Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, DK Metcalf, Robert Woods, Irv Smith Jr., Odell Browns, and Matt Gay uh, for the Rams as kicker. I'm gonna go with myself here, whether I thought I was gonna win or not. But I mean, just looking at it, I'd be surprised if I don't win by 20. I won't even lie. I would be surprised if I don't win by 20. I'm just looking at matchups over here. I think you're probably I'm gonna pick you to win. But you look at matchups over here. Christian McCaffrey will have a thousand points against the Jets. Got awful team. I guarantee that Antonio Gibson will have within five points what Christian McCaffrey has. I think so. We'll see. Antonio, listen, if you haven't made a pick yet and you're doing a fantasy draft, Antonio Gibson still him in the second round, man. He's gonna go off this year. He's my he's my pick. Uh, Who'd you pick? I pick you. I pick you. Hey. Sorry, Corbin. I love you, Corbin, but I'm sorry. All right, sorry. So there's there's the wrap up. We made our picks for uh, fantasy. Yeah, let's see how that goes. And then last year, well, last year I did pretty well, but my first year, yeah, awful. Yeah, it was pretty awful. Like a horse. It was it like pretty hair. awful. <laughs> God, I would not do that. Oh yeah, will the Falcon make a comeback this year? And the Falcons will be eight and eight. Eight and eight. Mm-hmm. We're going to make playoffs. No, gonna make a playoff? We're going to be – You think we're not well, going to make this? Well, the thing that's difficult <laughs> is I guess Jacob thinks it's going to be a quarantine game because there's no way we can go 8-9 because there's 17 yeah, games. 8-9. We'll go 8-9. We're not winning more than eight games. God. I think we're going to be 10-7 and the seven offense we're gonna make is gonna, The offense is, gonna, the offense is going to be fine, but uh, I'm not sold on the – I think the defense, make the, the defense will be better. New defensive coordinator, Dean Pease, knows what he's talking about. Been a lot of places that have been successful, New England, Baltimore, Tennessee. But he just – I mean, so eventually it ain't about X's and O's, man. It's about Jimmy's and Joe's. And well, we have we have the most underrated quarterback in the league on our Matt, team, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, Ice. I don't think the offense is going to be a problem. I just don't think we can stop anyone. I do not think we'll stop anyone. Well, we're in a division. We're in a division time. with Tom Brady, Christian McCaffrey, and then the Saints still have a pretty high-powered offense. I, I just I think it's a tough road, and we're not. We got a top five receiver in Calvin Ridley. I, I think, think we'll we got score a top a lot of points. Quarterback in Matty Ice. I think we've got maybe the best tight end in the league this year coming in with Kyle Pitts. I think as soon as he learns that offense, about halfway. Through. We'll average thirty points again and win eight games. Oh, definitely. Yep. Oh, God, what when the when did that start to pull? Like, was it like 2016? 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, Hey, we can talk about that one. Yeah. Roll on. Tide, baby. Move on. Oh, you're a Roll Tide fan. Hey, I'm a Georgia Tech fan, but I was oh, cheering for Alabama Oh, yeah, I forgot you're pulling for hard. And UGA. Yeah, hey, it's all right. Hey, Georgia's going to Georgia win it all next year, just like they say every year. You guys have right this, like, tradition, like, every time you go to <laughs> Georgia game together. Yeah. 
Georgia Tech I don't want to talk about anything Georgia-related, idiot. I'm, I'm very passionate about Georgia. I'll end up in a fist fight. Let's just move on. Yeah, we're going to be able to go home this evening and we'll end up hitting each other. And <laughs> here's a good one. Jacob, going to get married. Nah. February. Off. Nah. In February, I am. February, he's getting married. Very excited. You're excited? You got your wedding set up? We're getting there. It's stressful. Um, everything about it's stressful. Uh, it's done. expensive. Um, there's a lot of options. Um, you know how women get about it. <laughs> I, I got a question. I got a question. Yeah. There's a lot of options, and it's very stressful. But who's making 95% of the decisions? She is. Yeah, so, she's making well, most of the decisions. So you got 5% of the stress. No, I mean, well, the stress gets relayed to me. You got your back. The, the stress gets relayed to me. Um, it, it's not that bad, though. I mean, it's, not, <laughs> it's not a bad experience. It's just, you know, right now we're looking for a house, which is stressful. The housing market's oh, uh, yeah, definitely. It is, uh, definitely. It's sky high. So that, that makes me cry myself to sleep most evenings. You but just rent. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's got a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. She got a husky. Led, led thinks it's oh, a wolf. Oh, she got a husky. Oh, publicly, we should, we should probably pass. Publi- yes. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen this argument before. No, I love the dog. Shout out to Shasta. And Wesley is going to be your best man. He is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trago's going to be in the wedding. Eddie, you're going to come to the wedding. You're going to be invited to the wedding. Thank you. He's going to be my first. Well, well, your first well, wedding. Probably not. I got another buddy who. When's he getting married? I can move it up. I want to be the first. Sure, he had a plan on a date. Oh, so Jacob will be first. Yeah, so I guess perfect. Ja- yeah, be first. Funny his thing is first name of Jacob. So oh, sweet. It's awesome. <laughs> it's a common name. You get a hashtag? Hashtag take the L. <laughs> no, that was the one we had talked about. Um, no, I don't know. I think maybe led to Ledford or something like that. Ledford's a tough name to get anything to go with, Eddie. Um, it's not like Alfonso that sounds cool. Mine's just very plain. And great for sharing my last name. <laughs> oh, are we not allowed? Uh, it's totally now. Well, I probably wouldn't believe it, but. Why? I don't know. I just totally sharing my identity, my identity, of course, online. But well, you can just you can edit it out. Eh, it doesn't matter. They do it in podcasts all the time. You, yeah. you, you hear them, they say, "Oh, we'll just edit that out." Yeah. And we cut that. Eh. Cut yeah, that. We'll cut yeah, that. I'll cut that. All right, cut that. So uh, <laughs> cut it out. Little full house. So last, so here's here's the next segment we're going to. I asked Wesley he could help me out on my birthday, my twenty first. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about this? We can talk about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about going to Top Golf. Yeah, Top Golf. Yeah, we had a good time. We hit some <laughs> golf balls. We had some good dinner. Um, um, we, I, d- I do tell you what ticked me off there at the what end. Was it? Uh, I asked them if they did anything for birthdays, and they said, yeah, they do. And then we were there for, I think, about two hours at the Bay. Oh, yeah. And we were there for Eddie's 21st birthday. And once it got about 15 minutes before, I was like, hey, is somebody going to come do something for his birthday? And they like, oh, we will if we have time. Yeah. This is this man's 21st birthday. We're out. We're hanging out. We're having a good time. And we bought. I mean, it would probably cost us, what, 100 bucks to do that? Jeez. And we literally, I mean, to play and, and all that stuff, and then they can't even do what it like either give them a dessert or sing or whatever. It was ridiculous. So I'm just going to say anybody that knows who's been to a restaurant with me, I asked for the manager and I let them know how ridiculous it was that Eddie wasn't taken care of to the extent that he should have <laughs> been. They got a good setup up there. It was there. his birthday. They got a good setup up there, but service could have been better. Well, it was the guy. The guy just refused. He refused, yeah. I mean, it was just, he was just rude. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah, rude. great time. Had a good time. We'll, um, Go out and do it again. And 
Yeah, I'm not going to bring this up. Good. Yeah, I'm just not going to bring that part yep. up. Next. <laughs> Next. So, uh, all right, this is going to be really deep. So okay. Back on. Let's take it back to January this year. January 6th. Back to politics. At, yes, back with the politics again. Um, after the election, they were doing laws and who else? Kelly Loeffler. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kelly Loeffler. Mm-hmm. And Trump had a rally over here mm-hmm. before. And then, was it the next day? No, it was, day. That day. it was the day after the election. It was the day after the election. And on January 6th, Dad rally. What was happening that day is that they were yeah. certifying the Electoral College. Yeah. So, you know, in America, we don't elect our president directly through popular vote. So whoever wins um, the most, um, uh, whoever wins the most votes just doesn't become president. you got to win a certain number from each state, from each state points that up, you get to 270, blah, 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 you win. So what happened was that day they were meeting to certify that Joe Biden had won the election. And Trump was having an election rally, basically uh, making the false claim that the election had been completely stolen. Now, I'm not going to argue possibly there was irregularities, but I think to say that the election was stolen um, any more so than most elections. The election was not fairly close. Um, So to say that it was stolen was wrong. And that's not an endorsement of Joe Biden. Uh, That's just a factual statement, in my opinion. And so, you know, it just he riled the crowd up and then... You know, what happened I'm happened. surprised there's so many up there. Like, oh, it was, um, it was... It was a lot. And then, when they didn't get a good idea to raid the Capitol, like... So, so here, I, I'm going to give a little of my two cents. And I, me and Jacob, I think, differ on this, and that's fine. We don't have to agree on everything. We, it's, we it's, honestly don't talk about politics a lot with each other because we don't agree as much anymore, yeah. and it's fine. We agree to disagree and he thinks I'm dumb and I think he's dumb and we move on with our lives. Um, but you know, I, I, here's the problem. I, I think it's wrong in every, like in every, in every way you, you can't, you can't go and, and raid or, or anything like that. What I will say is, um, you know, I don't know that it was an insurrection. I, I think after looking up the legal definition, I think, uh, the insurrection is a violent attempt to take control of a government. I don't think that, Having, you know, probably less than a hundred people actually raiding the Capitol or to try to go into the Capitol is trying to take over a complete government. I don't know that that's word. I think a couple hundred people have been charged. Nobody's been charged with insurrection yet. So I think the media is definitely playing it up. I think it was it was wrong. I don't think that it was okay that it happened. I don't think whether it was left, right, or in between, that's okay. Uh, the same way as I don't think that all the, the riots that happened in Baltimore and everywhere else was, was okay. I think that we see a ton of things. We see cities burning to the ground. Um, you know, and, I, I, and I'm just going to go back to what I said at the beginning. I don't think it's okay. I think that it's just people that have hate in their heart um, from, from both sides that, that do things like that. Um, I think, you know, the media definitely plays it higher. If it looks like it's coming from people on the right side than they do if it's from people on the left. Um, but but either way, I don't think that it's it's okay that that people think you know you you should be able to, to vandalize or, or tear up or burn cities to the ground. I don't I don't think that's what our country's founded on. I don't think that that's right or okay. Um, and I but I do think that if it happens from the right side of things, then normally the media will make it look a lot worse than it happens from the left side of things. 
Yeah. Like I was I was worried about you, man. Like when I saw you post for Pray for America, like I don't know. Like, you must be really down seeing mm. that happen. Yeah. Like, it was everywhere on the news, everywhere on the news, yeah, it was awesome. social media. Like, it was go down through history. Oh, yeah, it'll be a day that's taught. You know, it'll be yeah. something that's taught in history classes. I'll say that um, I do think it was an insurrection. I think it was an attempt to violently overthrow the government because those uh, the, the rioters or the insurrectionists were uh, talking about how they wanted to find the vice president and take him out uh, they were they were looking for the vice president because he was the one who was certifying the election um, and they were trying to find him uh, they made violent threats against the speaker of the house and um, you know I, I do think it qualified as an insurrection because they took over they took control away uh, from the Capitol police and for a while were running wild through our nation's the center of our government you know Capitol building um, and one person was charged with insurrection, and it was the President of the United States. He was charged with inciting an insurrection. Uh, he wasn't convicted by Congress, but he was he was impeached on those charges. Um, I, I think that it was probably you know the darkest day for us since 9/11. Uh, not not in a comparable way. 9/11 obviously an outside enemy, an yeah, attack. Outside too, uh, but it, it, I think it showed the collapse of us as a, as a civilized uh, people almost. I mean, we, we've always prided ourselves as how we can transfer power peacefully. Uh, we can, some, one party can win an election and the next party just takes office. And we, we hand it over to them and we say, we wish you the best, we may not agree. But that's something America's always talked about. We pride ourselves on that, right? We're one of the few places in the world, maybe not today, but you know, starting back from our history, we're one of the few places where power is peacefully transferred. You know, when our country started, you know, that's the amazing thing about it. Nowhere else in the world did that happen at that time. Nowhere else. You know, when George Washington left office and John Adams took over, or even the next election when John Adams left office and Thomas Jefferson took over, that was the first time in history that political enemies handed power off to their enemy peacefully without bloodshed and for 200 years that happened i mean we without incident every year we handed off you know power you know the civil war obviously is a different story that's a that's a totally different story for another day but hopefully we're not ever comparing ourselves to that time period but in 2020 i mean it, it, that was certainly not the case um you had Violence and whether it's insurrection, whether it's not an insurrection, it's a dark day. I mean, it was a terrible event in our nation's history, and certainly something. You know, I was at school; we were teaching, and uh, I think it might have been while we were on virtual, and I started getting a bunch of text messages from people. Uh, you know, I still, our department kind of got together and we watched it. I mean, it was. Do you reach out for him when it was happening? Uh, you weren't up there. Well, right? I, was in, I was in Atlanta. Yeah, at he wasn't in office at that point, so. No, I mean, I, I, I'm sure I asked him about it, but, you know, it's just, it's, um... It was, yeah, it was dark day. It's hard to comprehend how this world is coming to. Uh, Everything's just so polarizing. It's really There's just no in-between. You know, people love the left or hate the left, love the right or hate the left, or love the right, hate the right. It's just a very polarizing climate we live in, and, um... You know, I think that that's something that eventually will, hopefully with enough 
prayer and, and enough people kind of trying to stand up for what's right will eventually come together and reunite as a country. And I think mm-hmm. whether you agree with me or Jacob or the Republicans or the Democrats or wherever, I think we can all agree that we we hope that we don't see something like that again. We hope we don't see the riots and protests like we saw all through 2020 again. We hope that eventually our country can get on the same foot and, you know, and be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We just got to get along, Eddie. Got to get along. Yeah. It's, it's, going, it's going to take some pride. It's going to take a while to. I got lots of word now, so. What they said is really true. Taking impact from an event is really. You know, I feel like we've, in the past couple of years, just had to deal with a lot of that. I mean, there's just so many things that have happened in the past year or two that's just like, man, did that happen? Did that really happen? Is this happening? You know, you, I, I do remember watching, you know, when the January 6th thing happened. I'm like, is this, this can't be. It's like a movie. I mean, it looks it like, like whatever, what's that movie with um, Jamie Foxx? He's the president, Channing Tatum or whatever. Yeah, White House uh, Down. White, uh, whatever. White House Down. Yeah, Olympus has fallen. That's what it reminds you of. I mean, just stuff like that. Like, I mean, not to that scale, but like, it's just like, is this, this is, this can't be real. And then COVID, I mean. It's just, it's crazy if you look, I mean, even before 2020, but I guess on a smaller scale, I mean, you started to see things like that. You started to see these huge riots and these, you know, burning of cities and buildings and flags. Then you start to see all the hate in the world. And then, and then you have COVID hit. And then you have, you know, like y'all said, I mean, January, it was, was all, like I said, I mean, I'm not defending the actions of it at all. I mean, I think that it's an awful scenario and people shouldn't have done that in any way. But I mean, we see all, we see all that. I mean, it's just, it's just thing after thing. And I think everybody being in quarantine with COVID, I don't know if it forced more people to maybe do things because they were feeling, you know, locked inside their, their uh, confinement. Or I don't know if it's maybe we were all home. And so all we were doing was watching to see what was happening. Yeah, I don't know what, but uh, it, it definitely seems that there were more in 2020 than we've seen probably in our lifetime. Yeah, I, I look up, tried to, uh, I tried to do just a couple of research, and then I saw one post on YouTube. It was recommended for some reason about after the event and people trying to travel back home at the airport, and they getting kicked off a flight, being arrested, and they also getting like interview saying we're there because we had to spread our freedom of speech and how is that even freedom of speech i just don't understand you know, even for, freedom people don't understand that freedom of speech has its limits you know people say all the time um you know how can i get fired for saying what i wanted to on facebook well mm-hmm. first amendment doesn't protect you from your employer it just protects you from the government um and freedom of speech also stops your first amendment right stops where it starts to impede other people's rights um, and so free speech, you know, violently taking over a building is not free speech. If you're outside peacefully, and there were plenty of people there, I'm sure, who were oh, yeah. peacefully there protesting. Were, there were some peacefully. And there, they have every the right. Were they have the, every right to do so. Whether you agree with someone or disagree with someone, no matter how crazy their message is, you have to allow people in this country to have their First Amendment rights because if they can't have theirs, then someday you're not going to have yours. All right. So in America, we have to deal with people saying, you know, there's certain stuff that we we know is wrong and should not be said, but we have to allow it because it's that's if we if you start telling people what they can and can't say, it, it's a dangerous, slippery slope. But people don't understand always that your First Amendment rights don't protect you from everything. You cannot say 
whatever you want without consequences. Your employers can fire you for what you say. Oh, yeah. uh, they don't have to, they, you know, if, if what you say reflects poorly on them, they don't have to, they don't, have, I mean, they can, they can cut you loose. I mean, it, it, and so certainly First Amendment, you know, you can, you're not going to get arrested for using your First Amendment rights, but if you start being violent with your First Amendment rights, then yeah, you're going to get arrested. I just, I just think that we need to get it to, uh, and I, I agree 100% with what you said, I, I think we we're just going to eventually though have to get it to where it's, it's this for everybody. We, we need to, to interpret what the law is and, and decide what it is. And if you go past that, then you, you know, you're, you're prosecuted. I mean, if you burn down a building or you break in and, and you loot, if you break into the Capitol, if you, whatever you do, if you do something that, that goes that, you can't just hide behind this is freedom of speech. You know, I mean, we, we've got to, I think, find a, find a line and, and then we've got to stick to that line. I don't know what to take from there. <laughs> you take it? I tell you one thing that's crazy, and I don't know. I, this is going off a little track. We were talking about it earlier, and even Jacob, he said, you know, he's in the middle, and he, he kind of switched back to both sides. But you know, I think I think in the years to come, it's going to be important to see where social media falls out on freedom of speech, because a lot of people argue that social media should be considered freedom of speech, and a lot of people argue that it's you know a private entity, and it, and it shouldn't be. Oh, um, it, but I mean. The thing about it is, is that if, you know, the government, the government doesn't own social media. It's private companies. Twitter's private. Mm -hmm. Facebook's private. Instagram's private. So they, they can, they can kick you off if they want to. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Because it is their platform and they make the rules. Um, I personally don't see the argument that your First Amendment rights should be protected by Twitter because they're a private organization. And I think... You know, I think a lot of conservatives are upset about that because the president's been kicked off Twitter. Um, but I think if you want to, you're you're walking down a road that you're not going to like as a conservative if you start wanting to tell the government to tell private organizations what they can and can't do. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to get definitely tricky with it. Uh, you know, but it's crazy. I think it says a lot about Twitter and and a lot about media and and the people that own these media companies and Twitter and Facebook and all that, but. Uh, you know, the one of the key leaders of the of the Taliban with everything going on right now still has his Twitter account, and President Trump hasn't had one in six months, a year, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I, so I, that that's kind of what I'm talking about is how it's 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 hard for me to sympathize with a group when they don't want the rules to to apply to everyone. If you're going to say that President Trump, you know, led misinformation or led hate or whatever the you know the left or Twitter or whatever says. Say it, but stick to that, and then like let's look at the Taliban. I mean, the ones who incited, you know, nine eleven and coincide. I mean, literally worked together with Al Qaeda and different terrorist groups. And let's talk about that. Let's say, all right, you know, if we're saying that President Trump shouldn't be on there because they think that he does this, then how do you allow the leader of the Taliban to be on? Like it's just, it's just hard because I, I, I could get on board with the fact that. If they decide it's in their private company, but I mean, whenever they start, pick, you know, they start picking and choosing, and they start doing that, that's it. Just becomes a slippery slope, and I think that if it were a conservative-ran company that did the same thing the opposite way around, I mean, there would be a lot of lefties who were ready to burn something to the ground to to try to make it where it was held the same way on both sides. So I mean, I just think it's a slippery slope, and and it's going to be interesting the next few years to see what ends up happening with it from top to bottom. 
you're not sure what's going to happen next couple of years, but, you know, we just move on, I guessing. Like, not think about too much ahead, just think about keep on keeping on, baby. That's all you can do. Do the best we can. <laughs> keep L-I-V-I-N. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Matthew McConaughey. Shout out to Matthew McConaughey. His book, if you have not read Green Lights. It'll change your life. Green Lights. Shout out. I'm telling you, I read it in like less than a week. I told Jake about it. He waited about a month, and I think he read it. Do you in like reading like it? in a day? Do you um, read? Do you read a lot? Yeah, well, not a lot, but I read some books. You should read Green Lights. Green Lights is good. Green Light. We got it. We can let you borrow it if you if want. If not, there's an audio book where he reads it himself. So I mean, that's a pretty good. It's Matthew McConaughey reading it, and he's he's got a good voice. <laughs> okay, moving voice in my ears. No, it's great. <laughs> Listen that way. Take a bubble bath. <laughs> take a bubble bath. <laughs> All right, we're we're at the hour, thirteen minutes mark. I guess we could like wrap it up a little bit early, but we got what what else you got? Let's yeah, do some yeah. rapid fire finish out. Yeah. Uh, what do you see yourself in the next ten years? Well, that's a great question. Um, hopefully, I'm still coaching football and teaching, um, Lord right. willing. Um, I'd I want to be a head coach someday. But really? I don't, yeah, but I don't think. Uh, You're not you know, I mean, you never. <laughs> not right now, absolutely not. But um, was that you asking ready? or telling me? Anything <laughs> I wasn't ready. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I. Uh, I know I'm not ready now. But you know, I would say within ten years. I mean, in ten years, I'll be 36. That would be, a, I think, an appropriate goal to be a head coach. Maybe. Um, I'd like to be a coordinator. Um, you know, just move up the ladder. Um, you know, just I just hope I'm still in this. I love what I'm doing. I love the impact I have. Um, even on the bad days when I throw my visor and today was a bad day. Uh, but uh, yeah, he got a little bit, he got a little mad day, yeah. and he picked up his visor. But you know, yeah, it's because we care. You know, and um, I love what I do. I wouldn't want to do anything else. I, I like the impact I have. I like the camaraderie of the team. I love our coaching staff. I love working for Coach Pogue and Coach Mitchell uh, and Coach Rainey. But, you know, that's my goal. You know, I'd like to be still coaching football. I'd like to still be here, you know, if that's, you know, where I'm supposed to be. And also teaching too? Yeah, I like teaching too. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you touch a lot of kids there too. It's it's not like the football team, I mean, where it's, you know, we got our guys in here and stuff and, you know, it's – you know, it's all about sometimes all we care about is winning and stuff. You know, in the classroom, you got kids from all different walks of life. You got, you know, kids who don't play sports. You got kids who do play sports. You got kids who are in the band. You got kids who are on the soccer team, baseball, you know. So you get to, you get a mix of kind of everybody. And, you know, those kids are special. And you get, you get to make a huge impact in the classroom, too. You know, teachers, you know, we're, I don't like to think of myself as like a life changer or anything like that, but you know, some some of the teachers I had, you know, they were life changers. You know, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without them. And I hope, you know, looking down the road, I hope someday somebody can look back and say that about me. So. And definitely the coaches too. You definitely oh, yeah. like life change a lot of people when I've been. Oh yeah, and I still want to be married. Oh yeah, you're gonna I'm, be married. How's your back, Nevada? <laughs> maybe a maybe a kid or two by the end, and you know, I, oh, you to go yeah. along with the wolf. But uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, babe. I love you. <laughs> you still be married. Too. Is that just a Jacob or you gonna make answer? Uh, yeah, you go ahead. Also, <laughs> only me. Yeah, so I, we don't care. Only about you. I didn't know. I uh, like, what's gonna happen next year? You're gonna be a president. Yeah, I mean I, I don't know. I, I maybe years down the road I'm might would consider running for something, but I really kinda like 
being on the back end, I like feeling like I'm making a difference. Um, like Jacob said, I mean, whenever I was going to school to be teaching stuff, I, I love the fact that I can make a difference. Um, and this is different. It's in a different way, but I feel like working in politics and getting get behind people that I think are good people, whether it be, you know, I mean, I, I worked on Hunter Hill's campaign, I worked on Brian Kemp's campaign, David Perdue, Jody Heiss. I mean, whether you agree with their politics or not, the people that I've worked for have been good people who have uh, taught me a lot and working for them, under them, have really, you know, changed my leadership styles, changed my opinions on things. Um, and so, I mean, I, I hope to still be there. I mean, I'd love to maybe be a, a chief of staff, um, you know, maybe start a consulting firm. Um, I, I don't know really which, in politics, there's several different directions you can go, whether it's lobby and it's on the official side or whether it's Our signs, that's not big campaign <laughs> side. Yeah, we, we've done some signs uh, uh, for some different candidates. Um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it'll be, but I, I'd like to say I'll still be in politics, maybe have a job where uh, I have more of a nine-to-five and, and steady benefits and all that. Um, but if not, you know, doing what I'm doing now, I'm, I'm happy as long as I can work for a cause and a person I believe in and I have enough money to live comfortably and put a roof over my head and be able to help out, you know, my friends and family and all that, I'll be happy. Hopefully I'll find somebody that likes me enough to deal with me and that I like enough to deal with them. and. We get along, and maybe I can uh, join Jacob in the married crowd. Who knows? Maybe I'll be alone forever. Uh, but you know, I mean, But I mean, but I mean, that's that's my goal. Is I just you know I want to be as long as I'm doing something where I feel like I'm making a difference, man. Because yeah. um, that that's the biggest thing. You got to find, in my opinion, you got to find a line of work to where you feel like you're making a difference, and and that can go from anything to. You know, and people who go out and, and fix AC units. Because I'm telling you, I mean, there are people who, if, if you don't go out and do that, I mean, they would literally be burning death in their house. I know that sounds crazy, but I mean, they're, whatever it is, find something where you can make a difference. Find something where you, you're helping people out and you feel like you are giving to your community, to your, you know, to, to your family and all that. That's, that's, that's my biggest goal is just to continue to find new roles and new jobs where I can make a difference in somebody's life. I like to hear that. What about you, Eddie? What's your 10-year plan? My 10-year plan? Well, hopefully I can continue doing this, of course, doing a podcast. Now, Eddie, when you make it big and you're like <laughs> on, you know, you've got your own YouTube channel with million subscribers and you're like Joe Rogan doing podca podcasts, we want to be back on. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely for sure. Yeah, now, just don't get too big for us one day. Yeah, don't get too big for your brother. Eddie, I do want to say I think you're doing a good job. I'm proud of you, uh, everything you've been doing. You're doing good for yourself. Uh, we love you, man. Uh, we really appreciate you having us on here. We've had a good time, man. Oh, that's, thank you so much. And this has already always been uh, – well, podcast wasn't my first dream. My first dream was, like, I want to be a successful content creator for YouTube. And try, you know, help. Comes them. with it. They go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. Like podcasts, like it's new. It's still new me, and hopefully, it come out with good editing, of course. Oh yeah. <laughs> because everybody, make sure you go give Eddie a follow on the TikTok too. It's Sweaty Eddie sixty. <laughs> That's Sweaty Eddie I Eddie spelled E D D I E yes. sixty. It'll be in great the content on there. You'll laugh. Get you a good laugh. Get it. I, yes. But you got to keep the content of it. Well, I need I've TikTok been, today. I've been posting every I need day. TikTok today, okay. I've been posting every day. I always want to share all positivity. I also do live stream some sometimes, but I try to like keep up with it. But for some reason, uh, it's hard to go back into it because like I, I try to take a break from it, but then it's hard to like get back to it. Yeah.
But I really loved, you know, helping people, you know, helping make their day. Like, I had one Russian kid join my stream. Russian? Yeah, he's Russian. Oh, really? Yeah. Does he, does he speak English? Uh, he, he typed... Type it weird on English. Oh, you only, really you, you only types? You haven't spoken? No. It, mm. It's a live stream. Oh, okay. I got you. He, like, he did type pretty well on English on chat, but he typed really good on Russian. Mm. And he teaches, I'm not going to say this word. No, <laughs> don't say any bad words, Eddie. It's, Jesus and Santa Claus are watching. It's drinks. So. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, what about coaching football? You still want to be coaching football in 10 years? Um, depending where Coach Phil can go to. Like, yes, I still want to continue coaching football, but there will be a time to play. What if I'm the head coach, Eddie? You don't want to be on the staff? Well, if you're a head coach, I can come out and help you. There you go, good. What about Wesley <laughs> Knight? You know, he might be an analyst. Oh, Friday <laughs> nights in the box. Well, you're going to be working. You ain't going to have time. What? And hopefully I can find a girl, you know, like me. And You like uh, them. You like, that's the that's problem, Eddie. Like, you'll find, here's the thing. You'll find a lot of women who like you that you like. you got to find, find one you like. You like. The final one, yeah. The final one that likes you and you like both for more than mm -hmm. six months at a time. That's the that's the hard part. <laughs> and there'll be ups and downs. You know, you'll find oh, you'll have good definitely. ones, you'll have bad ones, you'll have ones that make you want to run into the woods and hide forever. And you know, you'll find a good one. I got a good one now, so I'm happy oh, about yeah. that. And you and you'll find yours. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, they're going to take time. Okay, I don't want to rush into it. I no, just you got to be patient. Yeah, I just have to be patient. 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 Mm -hmm. It's a virtue. Definitely, I want. Look, I want to help many as I can. Hopefully, it will give you a smile, you guys. This yeah. podcast, of course. And sooner or later, I will. Sooner or later, hopefully, it'll be audio clip on Spotify, Apple Music. And <laughs> hopefully, it could be a better setup. And we'll talk about how it all started right here, man. Oh, yeah. We'll how it all started, started right here. Right here. Hey, uh, Dave Portnoy started in his basement with Barstool and now it's the number two. That's what I was trying to think of. Behind ESPN, it's number two. No, it's uh, bigger than ESPN. ESPN's falling off the map. I mean, I think Barstool's right there rivaling it, but, I mean, until they get more live sports and stuff, it's well, in the bowl game. But, but I mean, hey, they started out in a basement. He was selling newspapers at 4 a.m. on the streets, and, and now Dave Portnoy's a multi, 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 multi millionaire. So, Eddie, when you're a billionaire, okay. I'm not a lot of this say I could be like Mr. Beast. <laughs> Draw like 10K to everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> like, yeah. literally, Mr. Beast just like yeah. give 10, away money. 10K would pay for my wedding plus something. Definitely so for I, sure. So I would uh, appreciate like, You could that. just bring Mr. Beast by your house, like, here, 10K. Yep. <laughs> like, you can literally buy a homeless person a house. Like, that's yeah. insane. Not for 10K. Well, definitely not Maybe 10K. a tiny house. How much do those cost these days? In today's market, <laughs> probably a couple hundred thousand. Five million. Mr. Beast is like. 26 million. Really? Wow. Like, he started off like pretty crappy. He's a famous YouTuber? Yeah, he is. He's like 50 million subscribers now. Hmm. Or 60 million. He's a really, like the reason he came from, like, when he started, like, he didn't start off pretty well. Like, I think he started like five years ago, and then last year, like, he started popping off. Yeah. May I be like him, but I want to do it my own way. No, just keep <laughs> working hard, Eddie. You'll get it done. I, I believe in you. So, yeah, we're going to wrap this up right now, guys. And if you guys want to follow uh, Wesley, Jacob, like, you want to share your in? Oh, um, I think I'm at J. Wesley Ross on Twitter. Uh, I'm a better Twitter follow. Follow me on Twitter. It's J underscore Ledford 58. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't tweet all that much, but that'd be a good follow. Yeah, it's at Jay Wester. If you like sports and the occasional political tweet, yeah, I'm, I'm your guy. <laughs> It'll be in the description. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for having us, Eddie. Oh, you're welcome. And remember, <laughs> Apollo. <laughs> Tell them about it, Liv. Ray's Energy right here from Apollo. Um, zero Sugar, limited edition. It's got the Statue of Liberty on here. It's probably a 4th of July edition. Sweat um, It's got a great logo. I really like how the R in that. It's, <laughs> it's very powerful. Um, again, zero calories. Um, not a ton of sodium either. It's, you know, it doesn't seem like it's going to kill you or anything. Focus, recovery, energize, stamina, and hydration. You refresh with Ray's. Sweat Ed for 15% off. Like I said, that means if you spend $50, you will get $750 off. So you only have to pay for $150. What if it was spend $150? Spend $100, that's $15 off. $200, that's $30 off. Keep on coming at me, Eddie. But anyways, the moral of the story is use the promo Sweat Ed. Help us out. Help you out. Let's get Ray's energy going. They started a company for a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's going great. They just... Release their own like their pre-workout powder, so I might try to add them later. Yeah, let's try it out. So anyway, guys, this recording happening at August 19, so it will be uploaded a little bit later, probably next week. I upload, but can't wait. Can't wait. Anyway, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Always leave a like, subscribe, and always take care. Goodbye. Peace.